0: Hello and welcome to our 2022 Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro. Merry Christmas! Even though you might be listening to the show on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, technically not Christmas yet, we can say Merry Christmas. And and we're happy because it's not every year that we can air our Christmas special during the Christmas season. So, Merry Christmas. I hope that your Christmas Eve and if you're listening on your Christmas day, so far is uh, full of many blessings. Today, as we do every year, we're joined by our contributors. Jillian learned a lesson from the hustle and bustle of the season. Billy wants to know how early Christians celebrated Christmas. Sister Marie Paul looks at how faith is depicted in Christmas movies. And Mark tries to make sense of all the chaos. So there's a lot happening in today's show. And as always, we are playing some Christmas music. This year, we are reconnecting with the Dutch Christian band Trinity. They've been on the show before. Um, They're always busy. And this year, they have a new Christmas album. Um, I love their sound and and you're going to love their sound too. So we're going to be celebrating Christmas with them as our soundtrack. So sit back and spend the next hour with us. If you can't, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are busy days, remember that you can always go to our website, slmedia.org podcast, and listen to all our programs whenever you want. You can also subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour Catholic podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And so there's no reason not to listen to our program. Okay, so let's start with a song. Here's a good one to lift up your spirits. This is Trinity with It Is Christmas from their new album, Let Love Be the Gift.
1: It is Christmas, love has come oh, Peace on earth for each and every one Forever Christmas, love as one Celebrate the Savior born to us Of change is blowing through the valleys. It's a love revolution reaching every street. The cities clothe themselves in lights of many colors. Heaven touches earth and throws a feast. Families and friends meet round the table. Oh, and people care for those who are in need. As if a veil is lifted, we remember we are brothers. Sharing what we know we have received. It is Christmas love that's come. A peace on earth for each and every one. Forever Christmas love that's won. Celebrate the Savior born to us. From now on there is hope for all creation. For unto us the Son of God is born. Releasing us from all that divides us, he has come to turn our broken hearts into a song. It is Christmas, love has come.
0: christmas love has come and love has won thank you trinity trinity the dutch band uh that was them with their song it is christmas from their new album let love be the gift and we're going to be speaking with uh, the bass player of trinity bert boss uh later on in the show so i hope that you can stick around for that I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is a special Christmas edition of the Salton Light Hour. You can learn more about Salton Light Media at our website, slmedia.org. Now it's time for What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian, welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas.
2: To you. Thank you very much. We made it. We made it to Christmas. Good job.
0: You did. You did. So have you learned any, any last-minute Christmas lessons?
2: Well, I'm thinking maybe that good job I just said was more for me than it is for you, you who have two grown sons and me who's in the thick of children from 14 down to 4. It is a bit the Christmas season is busy. The or a, the advent season is busy. The Christmas season is where we just totally veg out because we have no, nothing left in our in our
0: systems. Right. Right. And so like crazy? You you mean cuz it's just so crazy?
2: There's just so much going on in advent. There's always that hustle and bustle and, and, and and contrast that with maybe a bit of guilt that we feel because much like Lent is, it's a time for preparation and sacrifice. So is Advent. We need to have that, maybe that extra um, prayer time that just time for peacefulness and restfulness so that we can prepare for the baby Jesus coming, but then there's also the guilt of, well, how do I fit that all in? Because there is so much going on. There is, um, yeah, there's just the, the busyness of the season. So we can feel guilty about it or we can embrace it. And I personally think that the hustle and bustle of the season is getting a bad rep because people will be like, no, no, we just have a peaceful advent. And you just calm down, slow down. But meanwhile, the hustle and bustle isn't necessarily bad. It's because we're doing things that we wouldn't normally do throughout our year. For example, I'm going to go to my school's or like my children's school's Christmas concert. Well, obviously, I'm not going to the Christmas concert in spring. It's part of the season. That's why yeah. that's an added thing to do. Uh, I'm going to be making some butter tarts and other baking for my neighbors. Well, I don't do that on a regular basis. I do that because it's Christmas and we want to offer something for them. So, different things like that. We are doing those things. We are adding those things into our lives because it is the Christmas season and we want to. Yeah, it's special. So, hustle and bustle is because of the special intentions and the way that we're living out the season. Yeah, it's true. So, it's not not ordinary.
0: It's not ordinary. No,
2: this is a beautiful, extraordinary time and we can, or me personally, I guess, <laughs> maybe I'm just talking to me. We can beat ourselves up. We can feel so guilty because I'm not doing X, Y, Z, or I am doing too much and I should relax. But if I pulled those things out, um, if I didn't, I mean, of course, I'm going to go to my kids' Christmas cards, but I'm not going to pull that out. But, you know, yeah. if I didn't uh, do those special things for my friends or neighbors, if I didn't send out Christmas cards, if I, you know, didn't Whatever it is, whatever it is. If I didn't do those things, I would feel like I'm missing out on part of what makes the holiday special. So, so yeah, I sometimes feel like, well, maybe it's too much. We shouldn't add that on. Like we already are like existing with these traditions. Do we need to add another one? Or, but I'm gonna take the lead from my kids. I'm gonna find out from them, you know, what is it that they enjoy most about our season together um, as we prepare for Christmas and then as we live out the Christmas season with each other what is it that they enjoy so I was asking them um what is it that they most enjoy like the traditions that we've had as a family and first of all they all stared blankly at me I'm like gosh I am doing a terrible job nobody even knows and then I was like for example and then after that okay then it started coming so for Annie it was the delivering of the baking to our neighbors she's love she loves that part of it I personally love the, doing the baking and arranging the platters and then I send David out with the kids because I also integrated and I don't particularly want to talk to everybody so I would like to give you something but from afar so my children will deliver it which is they enjoy that tradition um Henry enjoys the getting of a new pair of pajamas that's exciting for him <laughs> so so that again it's like hustle and bustle you got to find pajamas that fit for everybody. That's an extra task, but it's something that means something to him. Um, we do a special, we don't, instead of uh, wrapping presents and putting kids' names on them, I wrap all the kids, each kid's present in a particular kind of wrapping paper. And then that piece of wrapping paper is hidden in their stocking. So you can shake a present and try to guess what it is, but it's not necessarily for you. So yeah. it's a bit tricky. Um, so just coordinating that just takes a little bit of extra effort, extra time. But that's Clara's favorite thing. She loves the surprise of it all. So I'm going to take the lead for my kids, and if it means something to them, we're going to keep doing mm-hmm. it. And if it means added h- extra hustle bustle, you know what? Darn it, I'm going to fight for that because yes. it means something to the very people that I am loving and serving. So, yes. so I want to know from you, who have you, oh. your children have grown and left the house. I guess you can't really ask them right now, but from your perspective, what would you think are the things but, that they appreciate most about your family and the traditions? Well, you have? what
0: you've given me an idea, because, because there's so many things now that I think now that they're grown up and living out of the house that I want to ask them. So this is a good one to ask, you know, <laughs> what are the things, and there's some things that like we always have a new year's Eve party mm-hmm. with a very tight, close group of friends that we've been having since before we all had children. And now the children have been part of it, and that's the one yeah. thing that I know at least uh, my oldest Nicholas would say, like, of course, we're having a New Year's Eve party, like, that's like a non negotiable. Yeah. Um, th- there was an advent calendar that we made, like, we actually made it with felt and cut out, um, um, four you know, four rows of seven candles, and the you know, the candles are purple, purple, yeah. purple, and then pink, and then purple, and then we mm-hmm. had little felt um, uh, flames. And so we oh, would okay. add them and that was something yep. that I remember the The boys, even when they were like older teenagers, yep. they would, they would like, of course, we're putting up the advent calendar <laughs> and they would be the ones putting in the little flames and counting down the days. Yep. So we, we, we always did that. And the other thing that we did that we are not doing anymore, but I know that the, when they were little, they enjoyed it is that we had a teddy bear nativity. So we had, we, we found one year when they were little that we had so many teddy bears of all sizes and shapes and colors. And so we made little costumes for them when we, and, and we cast it. And I remember them, them picking like, this one's going to be Mary and this one's <laughs> going to be Joseph and this little one's going to be Jesus. And we had a little manger. And so we, every year we would put up a little teddy bear nativity. And that was, that was fun because then they could play with it. Um, yeah. But also the, the time that it took to put it together and to think about yeah. it. And I think um, every year the the same bears ended up being, you know, the wise men or the innkeeper, we had a bear that was the innkeeper. Um,
2: do you so think that, the bears were nervous as the season approached? Be like, they're going to try out get, for Joseph that. this year. I'm going to get that part.
0: No, that that bear always got to be the shepherd. I'm sorry. <laughs> um uh so those are traditions that we don't do now, but yeah. the memories are still there and I know that it will be interesting to see not that I'm planning on grandchildren anytime soon, but who knows maybe <laughs> we'll see what they start doing with their own children yeah. with traditions yeah. and that'll be a good uh uh, I guess, confirmation that what we were doing was at least <laughs> going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, it meant
2: something. It meant something. And uh, and just traditions do take some amount of work, um, just even maybe in that first year to establish. Like you're talking about making costumes for the bears and making the advent calendar. Like, But those are beautiful things. So that time is well spent and it's really
0: Absolutely. worth it.
2: So here's for the hustle and the bustle. I'm the all hustle
0: for it. And the bustle and the time well spent. Thank you. Yeah. Julian, for that lesson,
2: I'm just going to end off here, Pedro, if you don't mind, with a little message from Henry, age 12. Who they have um, a kindness board in their classroom. As they were approaching uh, Christmas, the kids could write messages and post it up on the wall, just to just to. Be supportive and encouraging to their classmates. So his teacher had posted some of the messages on Twitter. And as soon as I saw this note, I knew it was Henry's printing. And I knew if this was the, exactly the kind of thing that Henry would say. So I will just share it with you all as our Christmas wish from the Cantor family to you. Be generous and have a joyful Christmas. Remember that Jesus is trying to come into your heart on Christmas and let him come. Best wishes. So from our house to yours, let Jesus come and best wishes to you.
0: Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Um, Merry Christmas to the Cantors from all of us. Jillian Cantor is the wife of David and the mother of Joseph Henry, Annie, Clara, Jane, and Leo. Coming up is Billy Chan with a question about early Christians. So stay tuned.
3: I'm Sister Marie Paul Curley of the Daughters of St. Paul, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon.
0: You're listening to the Saltonite Hour 2022 Christmas Special. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can email me, Pedro at slmedia.org. And now it's time for Church for Dummies with Billy Chan. Billy, it's so good to be with you. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is so good. I know it, 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 it is good. It is good, and it's good that it's that we actually can do the Christmas episode when it's really Christmas already and not Advent.
4: What I really like is the white Christmas now we have in, in Toronto.
0: Yes, yes. Hopefully it'll it'll stay white throughout the Christmas season.
4: <laughs> exactly. Okay. So today my question is a, a little bit serious. I will say okay, or a little bit a little bit tough uh, because of uh, I'm thinking about like nowadays, you know, we are we are new, like neo Catholic. I mean neo. You know, yeah. modern, modern Catholic. Right. I'm. I, I'm also. I'm also thinking about the the early question: How do they celebrate Christmas? Or how is there anything that they do and we don't do anymore now?
0: Okay. So uh, the short answer is no. Early Christians did not celebrate Christmas. Um, <sighs> the 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 church did not celebrate Christmas. Probably for the first three hundred years of the church, wow. and, and I think that I think that when some Christians first started acknowledging the birth of Christ, it it was not accepted. It was not a thing, um, and that's because birthdays were not celebrated in 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 Jewish culture, and I think in Roman culture either birthdays were not celebrated. They would celebrate so early. Christians would celebrate Easter because that yeah. was that's the central of the mystery. So the the death and the resurrection of Christ, that's that's it. And then when they started acknowledging Christmas, what we call Christmas, they actually call the epiphany. So the feast of the epiphany is the feast of the manifestation of, of God or the manifestation of Christ. And so part of the manifestation is when Christ was born, Part of the manifestation is when Christ is presented to the Gentiles. So when the wise men visited, part of the manifestation is at his baptism. When, when the, the clouds are opened and you hear the voice of God saying, this is my son, yep. but also part of the manifestation or the epiphany is the wedding, the wedding of, of Cana where Jesus performs his first miracle. So all those four moments kind of were like part of the epiphany. Um, which is why you have today, we celebrate. The, the the birth of Christ, and then a week later we celebrate the Epiphany, the Wise Men, and then a week later it's usually the baptism, and in some years the week later the reading is the reading of the Wedding of Cana.
4: Wow! Not every year, okay. but every,
0: yeah. So those that's the Epiphany. So that's how it started, celebrating the Epiphany, the manifestation, and then eventually it evolved into very separating those moments.
4: That's very interesting. So uh, is it that's why because of uh is 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 it that's why in Bible we don't see anyone celebrating birthday
0: yeah that's that's right because the Jewish people did not celebrate birthdays
4: wow so the feast day of the saints they are they are not birthday
0: no the feast days of the saints so early Christians would celebrate the day that the that the and it, it so they they celebrated martyrs first. And they celebrated mm. martyrs or remembered martyrs on the day that they were martyred on the day that they died, so the wow. day that they were born into heaven and then eventually that cult of of martyr the martyrology evolved into saints, so we celebrate saints and usually the feast day is the day that they died the day that they were born into heaven
4: wow okay so so we mainly celebrate the death, not the the birth.
0: Yeah, we and, celebrate, yes, the death because it's the birth into heaven.
4: Wow, that's yes. that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. So, okay, in this case, okay, you can see there's a lot of difference between the early Christians and, uh, and nowadays, right? Nowadays, we yeah. we love celebrating birthday nowadays, okay? Yes. You know, <laughs> we love it. Every month, I will need to go to celebrate someone's birthday. Right. But that basically means for early Christians, is there anything...
0: I don't know. I mean, yes, there are things probably that they used to do. I mean, there are very l- few writings about the early church. Um, some of them have to do with the with with the Eucharist and communion. Um, the Didache is 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 uh, the earliest instruction of the church, so that's a good document where people can go and see kind of what uh, they used to do or or what they used to believe. There's not necessarily a lot of a lot of detail th- there. Um, Saint Justin Martyr. Uh, In his apologia in the year 155, so that's very early, he writes about their Eucharist and what it was, and it's very similar to what we do today in in in, in terms of having prayers, you salute one another with a kiss. And then the bread and wine are mixed with water um, and he praises God and he offers it and gives thanks. So all that is described and there are prayers and thanksgivings and then people receive communion. And maybe I would say that one thing that we know for sure that we don't do anymore is that the deacons, and I know this because yeah. I'm a deacon, the deacons <laughs> would take the Eucharist and then take it to the to the poor and, and those who were not able to come. We still do that because we have Eucharistic ministers that maybe take it to the sick, but it used to be the deacon who would do it. And the other thing that I think that used to be done is that people could take communion home with them and then and then receive communion on their own at home. I I think so. I'm not sure. And there might be different uh, different ideas as to or how we interpret some of those early writings. Um, We also know that that Christians would gather, they would celebrate the Eucharist probably more like a Jewish ritual because that's mm. where it came from and 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 uh, Jesus said do this in memory of me. So they maybe sort of um, repeated something to do with the Last Supper and then they would stay and, and have a meal together and we know that because St. Saint, uh, Saint Paul talk, writes to the Corinthians and tells them that there were abuses and they shouldn't just bring their own food and not share it with the people that don't have food. So that implies um. that they were actually having a meal after after they celebrated the Eucharist and, and there were some abuses. Um, but there's it's very hard to know um, exactly what.
4: Okay, now I understand why after every Mass, we need to go to dim sum, okay? so <laughs> After every Mass, we need to go to
0: dim sum. So that's the way. And if it's a birthday, then you go to dim sum and have a cake with candles.
4: <laughs> oh, fine, so everything that I'm doing, for celebration, I can do it. I can keep doing it. Yes, you it. That's can. Great. You can
0: keep having cake for Christmas.
4: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: You're Rachel. very welcome, Billy. Merry, merry Christmas. Merry, um, merry Christmas. Have a, have a good year, and I'll see you in the next year. See you, Billy Chan. Always asking good questions. You can write to him and follow him at B Joe Chan. Here now is Trinity with eyes of love from their new album, Let Love Be The Gift.
1: What I see tonight is a baby in a manger His parents fussing around They are astounded by shepherds and strangers And angels are singing aloud Christ eternal God with us Lord of all One of us, no one has ever seen the face of God, but now that the Savior has come, I see the eyes of love. As I struggle to find my own path in this life, thinking about why we are here, I'll just stare at the mystery at this Christmas, child, and see all of my fears disappear. Christ eternal, God with us. I see the eyes of love. Oh, and I will walk a thousand miles, and I will dive to the depths of my soul. I will lift my eyes to the skies just to see you. And I Thousand miles, and I will die to the depths of my soul. I will lift my eyes to the skies just to see you on my life's journey. I-
0: you are listening to Eyes of Love by Trinity from the new album Let Love Be the Gift on this 2022 Christmas edition of the Night Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Coming up in our second half hour, Windows to the Soul, What's Good in Hollywood, and my featured conversation with Burt Boss of the band Trinity, and of course, more music, so stay tuned.
1: I've lost all my hopes when there's nothing left to trust, and I just don't know. Jesus, you let go of your glory just to be with me now, because you became what you love.
0: Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Christmas Edition, Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can follow me and Salta Light Media on Instagram. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can subscribe to this program anywhere you get your podcasts. Now it's time for What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary Mark Matthews. Mark. Hello, Pedro. Welcome back.
5: Thank you. A pleasure to be here, as always. As always. Merry Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas. Right off the bat, Merry Christmas.
5: Yes probably been saying that all show but i I have it again (laughs) merry christmas from me your hollywood undercover missionary
0: you cannot say merry christmas enough um so so you're you're trying to make sense of chaos
5: Yeah, yes. Order out of chaos is is the theme that I'm going to talk about today. Um, The mystery of the incarnation. Um, Mm -hmm. But before I want to talk about that, I I have to mention one thing. So last year I made this road pilgrimage to St. Joseph's Oratory. I remember. You might recall talking about it. So amazing story. So I asked my friends, I said, bring me, please give me any intentions and I will bring them before the tomb of St. Andre Basset. And so one of them that... I was just so 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 kind of like encouraged by is some friends of mine, they've been trying to have a child for I think almost six years now. And so I brought this intention, please, you know, give them a child before Saint Andre's heart, they have his heart preserved. And eight months and twenty seven days after I made that prayer, they gave birth to their first child.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. is that
5: unbelievable? That is unbelievable. I, yeah, absolutely amazing. And and of course, your credit send to send your me. prayers.
0: Everybody send your prayer intentions to Mark Matthews.
5: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's your credit to me. And even Andre Bissett would say zero credit to him. It all goes to Saint Joseph. Saint so Joseph. your prayer intentions go to Saint Joseph.
0: So Amen. Like, Through Mark Matthews.
5: Uh well, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe make your own pilgrimage. Do your own pilgrimage.
0: Good idea. Well, that's good news. Congratulations to your friends.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm very happy for them. So so, so yeah. So, so my Christmas tradition is to talk about the incarnation, because that is really what we celebrate. The fact that God chose a particular time, place, and location on earth, Bethlehem, 2,000 years ago, to reveal his infinite self to us in some small, limited, finite form. Mm-hmm. That is the essence of the mystery of the incarnation. And it relates to our lives in a lot of interesting ways. And so, of course, myself being someone who lives in Hollywood, I have tons of friends who are artists and writers, and as friends, they often say how incredibly difficult it is to create something, to write a beautiful work of art. They almost describe it as giving birth to something. Mm-hmm. And so, so. It, the thought today comes a little bit of an inspiration from one of the world's greatest artists of all time. And his words of advice was that if you're looking for inspiration, this artist said, look into the stains of walls, the ashes of a fire or clouds. And he said, if you consider them well, you may find really marvelous ideas. And who was this, but none other, but Leonardo da Vinci. And- Basically, what he's telling us to do, he's saying, go look at clouds. If you need ideas, go go look at something random and find something in that randomness, that chaos, and bring order out of chaos. Huh. And, and this is kind of an interesting idea because that's essentially what scripture says in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, the earth was without form or without shape. And and you it basically the artistic inspiration here is kind of is that you have to start from something even if it's say just garbage or chaos or, or randomness. Hmm. Um, And, and partly my inspiration for this too, a little bit is, so my world is technology and you might've heard about all these new AI art generators. Mm -hmm. Well, interesting fact, one of the most successful ones at doing it, the way it works internally is it works by looking at noise and trying to find patterns in that sort of completely random noise and saying what does it look like? Okay. So it's almost doing the same thing as what Leonardo da Vinci is is uh-huh. recommending. Uh-huh. So and so it's an interesting thing of how often this this idea comes up in the creative field. So so improv has a lot of games that are basically designed to force randomness. Mm-hmm. They force you mm-hmm. just to say something you might, yes. y- it's even, you know, you say, give me a random word from the yeah. audience. Yeah. And, and, and that's your starting point. It's incredible how freeing that yeah. is. Yeah. Um. And, and, and they say, you know, mistakes are gifts. You know, if someone makes a flub in their speech, Oh, well incorporate that yes. into your, into your, what your, your, your whole story. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, so this is a bit of a counterintuitive idea, but, but it's really effective. Yep. Um, you you might remember the film Finding Forrester with Sean, Sean Connery's character in it.
0: Okay. Not sure. And,
5: anyway, it, it, not written, sure. the name
0: rings a bell, but yeah.
5: He he plays this famous writer who has gone into into hiding basically, and in the inner city, and he ends up mentoring a young artist. And what he does is he says the first key to writing is to write, not to think. You know my horrible Sean yes. Connery accent.
6: Yes, very good.
5: <laughs> and and so what he does, he just gives him something to copy. He just starts copying something from a keyboard or from a, from a, from a page and then says when when you feel like it then you just start writing your your own words hmm. and he goes there's no no thinking that comes later and there's a sort of this this interplay this tension between creativity and and judgment yeah and 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 this is this is basically what every kind of script goes through is it kind of, it goes to this creative phase and then maybe goes to the executives and they're like, Oh no, it needs to be tweaked in this way. And it goes back to the creative and they call this understandably development hell. Yes. But, but every script has this happening. it can take years sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so, so basically that, that's my, that's my simple message today Hmm. is basically as if, if you're a creative, um, you know, start from something. You just have to do something. Just, just do it, even if you're starting from from total noise or randomness. And the idea is, is we 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 love requires incarnation. We need to make something real. Mm-hmm. And so, so the idea is to turn chaos into order in your life somehow. Um, you know, maybe maybe that even means just cleaning your room or something like that. But if you're if you're the artistic type, um don't overthink it just do something start start from start from looking at the clouds or something like that
0: yeah and you're right about improv i remember uh we were always told leave your brain outside the door
5: (laughs) yeah yeah stop thinking Yep. And it's a scary thing. And like it so is. for someone like myself who I'm a, I'm a software engineer, it's all thinking. It's such a counterintuitive thing to to do. You're like, "Well, what if I say something stupid?" And yeah. they're just like, "No, it's no, all it. working yeah. on this reflex of just just do it. Just do yeah, something. Just, just do say it. say the exactly. first thing that comes to mind."
0: Exactly. And I think that you're right that that's not the end point. That's just the starting point. And eventually, mm-hmm. yes, you do. a Thinking comes later. I like that. That's good. And and uh, to think that that's how God creates is is yeah. uh, is yeah. inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah.
5: This is this is how God did it too. He 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 turned chaos into order.
0: Mm-hmm. And we can look at the nativity story and see chaos and see struggle mm-hmm. and see difficulty Ex- and God's exactly. hands in oh. there.
5: The incarnation, it's the depths of it are unplumbable. It takes, God takes the ugliness of everyday life and turns it into something beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Mark, thank you so much for this uh, insight, uh, for your inspiration and uh, for for helping us uh, throughout the whole year, actually. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh,
5: and an honor to be here. So Merry Christmas to you too.
0: What's good in Hollywood? What's good of the incarnation? With our Hollywood Undercover Missionary, you can follow him at HUMissionary. Coming up, Sister Marie Paul Curley with Windows to the Soul, so stay tuned.
1: Hey, this is Trinity from the Netherlands, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And enjoy this hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: You're listening to our Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro, and coming up, a conversation with Bert Boss of the band Trinity. So... Stick around. Now it's time for Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister, Merry Christmas.
3: A very, very blessed Christmas to you, Deacon Pedro, and to everybody who's listening. This is, um, I actually felt this was one of my best Advents ever, and I think oh. it's because I had four whole weeks of it. Yes, <laughs> I know. I l- I know. Those last couple of, those last like six or seven days, I think really make a difference.
0: Yes, the extra, the bonus, <laughs> feels like a bonus. Yeah. Um, so you've been looking at faith in Christmas film or how faith is depicted in Christmas movies.
3: That's right. I really, you know, so many of the family, the feel good Christmas films mm. have really nothing to do with the real meaning of Christmas with <laughs> Jesus yeah. birth with our belief in Jesus mm-hmm. but they often bring in the theme of faith as if as if it's a religious theme um mm-hmm. and a, a great example of this is the um recent Netflix release uh on that's that's called I Believe in Santa Claus in which an adult man okay tries to convince another adult who is skeptical about everything Christmas? The, the typical, you know, the typical feel-good family romantic uh-huh. comedy film—a Christmas like the Hallmark. I, I, I don't mm. want to downgrade Hallmark, but you know, very kind of a very light story. Um, and they're fun to watch, uh, mm. but um, th- but they can get a little too saccharine. Anyway, he is trained. There's a scene where the main protagonist is trying to convince this other person, another adult, that there really is santa claus who goes around in a magic sleigh every year on christmas eve and visits kids all over the world bringing presents who believe only the kids who believe in him and he goes and he like tries to i was gonna say logic it out like he he like takes you step by step through the logic of it and i just i was like i felt like i was twisted my brain was getting twisted inside out trying to follow his logic because of course It it makes no sense and his premise and assumptions are all are, you know right. that's if you start with a faulty assumption right you know all our our logic fans would would know that, that that's not going to lead you in a good direction and there's a lot of christmas films like that i mean i mm-hmm. think okay so i've been thinking about christmas films from the level of really there's three categories if you talk about things that you might want to watch with your family the first category is a film with at least one, you know, with a real reference to Jesus' birth. So, I mean, of course you have the nativity story, that wonderful film on Jesus' birth that really traces it out. The only film that really dedicates itself to that, you Mm -hmm. have the animated star. Yeah. Uh, which is the Christmas story through the eyes of the animals. Yeah, And <laughs> you've even got Charlie Brown's Christmas, which yeah. actually quotes the Gospel of Luke yes. beautifully. Yes. And um, and even the little one, Angelus Christmas. Angelus Christmas.
0: I was thinking that, yes.
3: <laughs> love that one. Uh, the Fourth Wise Man. And one of my favorites is the first real, or if you could say real, or the first, I don't know, maybe a hundred minutes of Jesus of Nazareth. That's oh, a yes. great Retelling yep. of the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's your first category, the ones that really talk about the Christmas story. Okay. Yeah. The second category is those films that have a strong reference to gospel values. Okay. But they're not specifically really talking about the person of Jesus and maybe not even talking about faith in God, but they are talking about some gospel value. So um you could I say mean,
0: Yeah. Kindness,
3: love for others, um, belief of the, you know, belief that we can change others' lives through, Mm -hmm. you know, through our choices. I think about any version of The Christmas Carol. Um, One of the latest versions is The Man Who Invented Christmas, which is The Life of Dickens. I I enjoyed that. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: Miracle on 34th Street. Yes. Those ones. Yes.
3: I would put maybe it's a wonderful life in this category somebody's favorite yeah, christmas film
0: somebody's favorite the best christmas <laughs> uh, not christmas movie best movie ever um <laughs> y- y- yes even the grinch i was the other one i was thinking you know those sort definitely, of positive definitely positive
3: bigger even something like the tokyo godfathers which is the anime uh you know that's which i recently found out was probably based on a western. i'm not 100% oh, sure on that. a okay. western that was done in the 40s. anyway, i have to i have to look at that. that might be next year's special.
4: and okay. then the third
3: the third category then would be the feel good family movies that are set in christmas time that often have rather mixed up they have a reference to gospel values but they're kind of mixed up. so they'll talk about faith or like faith in santa claus. Yeah, or they'll yeah, talk yeah. about oh yes, the the miracle of christmas is that Everybody wants to love one another for one day out of the year or whatever, you know, yeah, I, you know,
0: family coming together. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. So these are three categories of movies and actually all of them can have can help us nurture our faith, really. Mm. And I and I would suggest, you know, for those who are listening, if you're thinking about ways to celebrate, you know, your faith and Christmas together, I would recommend, you know, do a couple Christmas movies together as a family. Choose one that has at least one but choose one that mm-hmm. has a real direct reference to the birth of jesus so because that is a way of celebrating and yes. it is an incredible i mean it's the most incredible unimaginable story that we could ever mm-hmm. you know that we could ever um,
0: story ever told yeah absolutely yes.
3: the story of jesus christ and uh, one of the things be you know but even the ones that are talking about faith, and I put that in quotes, they're not really talking about the virtue of faith, these feel good films that don't really even refer to the gospel. But so what is faith? And can they help us to understand what faith is? I think they can. Mm -hmm. So um, we know that faith is not just about intellectual belief, it is believing in God and believing all the truths that the Catholic Church is teaching, like Mm -hmm. we say in the creed. But it is also And maybe even, and not maybe, but definitely even more importantly, it is a personal adherence to God. It's wanting, and if we're Christian, that personal adherence, that faithful following our love of God is in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's really what faith is. So if there's a secular film that's talking about faith, like faith in Santa Claus or faith in the magic of Christmas once a year, those... Those movies can help us to kind of grasp the unseen aspects of faith, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a Letter to the Hebrews talks about faith is uh, what is that quote? Faith is belief in something that's unseen. If you can mm-hmm. see it and you touch it, it's not really faith. It's not faith, you know. Yes. Um, but this, you know, but faith is a challenge for everybody because. Sometimes we just need a little security. We want to hang on to something mm-hmm. or someone. Mm-hmm. And yet faith is that is a belief that's so strong that we don't actually need to see. We don't actually, we just believe. Um, and we yes. just love God. Um, one other example of a film that I wanted to bring up and I hadn't run into this before, and I picked it just because of the title. It's streaming for free all over on the free, you know, video sites. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where else it's, it's showing, but it's a 2016 film. It's called Believe, and I thought that it was just a regular little romantic comedy with, you know, transformation of a character who kind of seemed a little Scrooge-like at the beginning. And the more I watched it, the more I really started enjoying it because it does have direct references to the the story of Christ and it does really talk about prayer and what faith really is even mm. saying that our prayers may not be answered the way we want them answered but that God always answers our prayers oh, um so it's so it really is an independent Christian film that I I hadn't realized was out there I somehow missed it back in 2016 so uh it's it's kind of it if you like the feel good family film and you're not too worried about the quality of the writing or the acting which is a terrible endorsement but I don't know <laughs> a lot of the sisters enjoy watching a, a feel good Christmas yeah, film at yeah. Christmas it's kind of fun um and it has a lot of the bells and whistles of Christmas in it okay so um, believe, I would recommend it it's called it.
0: believe and it's on Netflix you said
3: no uh no, the, the Believe is streaming free all over the place, all okay. the free websites. It's probably also on Amazon. I yeah. didn't see it on Netflix.
0: Okay. I like your suggestion to just find a good Christmas movie that actually <laughs> refers or makes reference to the birth of Christ, um, and then you can watch anything else you want. Yeah. As long as you're watching, it's a wonderful life, which, <laughs> which I, I agree with you that it is a, a film... That does have gospel values i mean it is a feel-good movie set at christmas time as well but but it is it is it does have gospel values and i'm gonna have to look at it again because i do think that it references the birth of christ but i'm not
3: hmm.
0: i'm not sure now i'm gonna have to look at it again i think it does um, oh
3: oh good you can challenge me on so that we'll discuss it have,
0: we'll discuss that later okay <laughs> we'll send our listeners out there to watch uh it's a wonderful life and tell us if there is a reference to the birth of Christ. Sister, thank you so much. I I love these conversations and you always give us uh, good suggestions of films to watch and films not to watch. (laughs) Um, Merry Christmas to you and and to your sisters and your family.
3: Thank you so much, Deacon Pedro. And again, you're all in our prayers, especially during Christmas time, so.
0: Sister Marie Paul Curley is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul. You can read her blog at windows to the soul.wordpress.com. Hi, I'm Julian Cantor,
2: and you're listening to The Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: I'm Deacon Pedro. This is our 2022 Christmas edition of The Salt and Light Hour. Trinity is a Christian band from the Netherlands that puts out, as you've been listening, amazing music with sounds from around the world and in multiple languages. For almost 20 years they have been playing all over Europe at major festivals like the Dutch Catholic National Youth Days and in Lithuania at their annual Catholic Youth Days. In 2019 they participated in the Youth Festival at World Youth Day in Panama and we featured them on the Salt and Light Hour in December of 2019. Trinity doesn't stop and they continue touring and putting out amazing music and great music videos. And now they have a new Christmas album, and so I am happy to welcome their bass player, Bert Boss, to our program all the way from his home in Holland. Bert, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, Bert. It's good to see you. It's good to meet you. Yeah, good to see you, man. So for our listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about the band Trinity. Who are you guys? What do you do?
6: Yeah, so Trinity um, is a four-piece band. And I'm uh, the only one who's not related to the other band members, who are three brothers. Right. They grew up in Peru. Yes, uh, I grew up in the Netherlands, and we met in uh, in high school when we were fifteen. Uh, and we've been Trinity for nineteen years now.
0: Wow. Okay. Start so the you, end of tr- did you start
6: playing together in high school? Yeah. Well, we I, I met I met them when I was fifteen. Uh, we started the band two weeks after that. And changed formations a few times, and then we landed on Trinity uh, at the end of 2003. Yeah, so that's uh, 19 years ago now. Yeah,
0: I know. And I, um, I'm always amazed at how unique your sound is because I I, 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 listen to it and I think, oh, it's got like Celtic. Was, oh, wait, there's a tuba <laughs> in there. Wait, yeah. what? So, like, how how does that? How did the, is that something that evolved, or did you guys kind of find that sound right from the beginning? No, definitely not. No, no, no. When we
6: started out, we, we, you know, we were l- listening to other Christian bands and we thought we, we have to do something like that, you know, like the DC talks and the, and Jar- we, we love jars of clay. We, we thought we could do stuff like that. Yes. Uh, Burlap to Kashmir. And um, it didn't work. We we copied all the pop and rock stuff and it didn't work. It was always like, eh, man, this is us. And uh, the brothers learned how to play music in Peru. And they learned from uh, from guys who played folkloric instruments, mm-hmm. uh, and so at some point we were like, "Well, let's let's try that." And we started doing pop with all these folk influences. And we traveled to Ireland uh, a lot of times because we have friends there, and we worked there in summers. And we started incorporating that. And then we we had the had the opportunity to travel to uh, South Africa and to Kenya, and we yes. started incorporating those influences. Yes, and all of that works for us. It does. So that's it, and that's how our sound evolved, I think, into what it is today.
0: Yeah, you're much better than Jars of Clay and DC Talk. Wow! Well, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just such a unique uh, li- life. Like it's so life giving when I listen to your music. Um, Thank you. And and I think it, it shows because you're so open to all these new influences. How is so? And did you know that you were you would be a Christian band right from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, we, we we started
6: out playing in churches uh, services uh, in in
0: and concerts in churches. Yeah,
6: started away, started right away. I think actually over the years we've we've played less in churches and more in other places, and we've always been trying to uh, search how to uh, give words to our to our faith in the music that we make. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's it became a little bit more a little bit less clear cut for us over the years. But we found a way that we can make our sound uh, open to everybody, yeah. but have the message be very clear about where we're from.
0: Yeah, and I think you do that very well as well, because there is something very uh, universal about what you do that you listen to. Yeah. And, uh, um, tell me a little bit about about Christmas, because um, I know you guys are always super busy at Christmas time, and you're doing a Christmas tour, and and that's yeah. open to anyone. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian. To it speak. is, yeah. So, um, so
6: so we had a, we had an idea a couple of years back, why don't we do a Christmas tour um, and try to find a stable to play a song rather than a church. okay. Um, and then the next hurdle was find a stable that's big enough to host, you know between 500 and a thousand people. <laughs> okay <laughs> but, yes. and we, we landed on horse riding schools. Oh, so okay. um, uh, so this it's basically just a big hole filled with sand. Yeah, and we put down two flat carts which we use as a, a stage. Stage, yeah. We hang all these lights. We have uh, we have drinks. We have uh, a barista with coffee. We have oh, yeah. uh, we have churros and fries, and um, and it it somehow turns into this amazing hall where we can come. And the and the thing about it is everybody feels welcome. So because it's not a church, uh, we get messages yeah. from people who say we we have our Christmas gathering, family gathering here. Everybody comes here, and we have a great time together.
0: Oh, that's fun!
6: And and the thing we really appreciate about the appreciate about the American tradition is you are really good at mixing in the um, the secular and the Christian songs. Yes. That's it's that's true. very common. It is. It's not that common in it's not that common in the Netherlands. Okay, but we we have taken to your. Uh, tradition and we we do it all the time so we go from silent night into all i want for christmas yes and uh and it really it really it really works i worked. really love it yeah yeah, yeah um, it really works.
0: So, somehow i think that churros and fries are also not very traditional uh dutch christmas no, <laughs> <laughs>
6: no. but but you have to imagine it's winter so we get right. really pretty cold nights. so you want to eat something warm <laughs> yes
0: i like that um Tell me about the the music for Christmas. Did you set out? I know you have a few singles. We've been listening to some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, every year, are you thinking we need to have uh, some Christmas music or is that something that just happens organically? Uh, how, did, how did that come about?
6: I think we push ourselves a little bit to have a new song every tour because right. um, it helps to think about the the angle we choose for the tour. Every year you celebrate Christmas a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this year we wrote "Let Love Be the Gift," mm-hmm. uh, and and that became the like the 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 angle we chose for uh, we found actually for Christmas because I, uh, we don't have any pretenses about finding any new insights about Christmas. We just find insights yeah, other people exactly. had before us.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and the message of of love being a gift is not a new message either, and it's very no. appropriate for Christmas. But it's also very relevant into conversations that are being had around the world well, right exactly. now, right?
6: Yeah, I I I know the situation in the states is is similar to the Netherlands, where where people are drifting apart. COVID has has really uh, polarized the country. Uh, we have our own struggles in the Netherlands with people mm-hmm. who feel like they've been abandoned, or and amongst Christians as well, people who don't see eye to eye anymore about big big uh, topics. And uh, we want our uh, shows to be a place where people can gather, regardless of what they feel about these topics uh because i think christ is a place where we can gather and and find unity and love rather than being forced to say what you believe and then being in or out it doesn't work that way
0: with jesus mm-hmm. absolutely and that's that's the challenge but that's also the beauty it is. i think um <laughs> yeah. bert um maybe uh, as we close the program can you leave our listeners with a uh, a christmas maybe message or that you you or the band members would like to give our listeners in terms of what you think uh you want to leave with them this year
6: i think what's what's beautiful is albert says every show is if you've ever felt left out in your life or over the past year if you ever felt like you didn't belong you should know that christmas is the time when you do belong christmas is for everybody it's stated from, from the very start the, the angels coming to say to bring good news to everybody uh, not just humans, but the world as well. The, the entire earth is included in the, in the Christmas message. And it's, it's so encouraging that God in his love brings his son, not for those who want to see it or who are good enough to receive it, but for everybody regardless. Um, and it's a challenge to us at the same time, because we have to believe that God gives it for everybody, yeah. even those we don't want to you know, necessarily include in the message. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's uh, an encouragement and a challenge at the same time. For me,
0: yeah, anyways. It is. No, and it's a good message. Something that's important for us to remember. Uh, Bert, thank you so much. Thank you all, to you and all the guys for what you do. The, uh, great music. And, uh, and thank you for, it's good meeting you. Um, thank you. Maybe we can meet in person one day. Um, yeah, we'd love that. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. You can learn more about Trinity at their website, bandtrinity.com, and that's also where you can purchase all their music. Here now to take us out is Trinity with the title track of their new album, Let Love Be The Gift.
1: time is near the joy of all creation the hope we've waited for a baby in a manger the king of kings is born
0: We're listening to Let Love Be the Gift from Trinity's new Christmas album of the same name. And that will take us to the end of the program. Today I was joined by Billy Chan, Jillian Cantor, Mark Matthews, and Sister Marie Paul Curley. The Salt and Light Hour is a ministry of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation. Our CEO and executive producer is Father Alan Fogarty. You can learn all about us and all we do and support our ministry at slmedia.org thank you for being with us today be sure to tune in next week for our new year's special featuring new catholic songs of the year 2022 may love be the gift that you find under the tree say goodbye to old times goodbye to tears may the good lord bless and keep you and may you have a holy joyful peaceful and blessed christmas season I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been our 2022 Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. Christ is born. Merry Christmas.